Hello there and welcome back to the Showing Up To Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. I'm so happy to be here with you today. My name is Art Burns. Here on this uh, podcast and YouTube channel, for all of you who are just joining us, we talk about uh, we talk about life, right? And we talk about the ability to show up to life and not only what it means to show up to life, but also how. You know, there's specific tools, there's specific methods, and there's specific sort of ways in which we can, you know, cultivate the ability to show up in every moment in our lives. And that means showing up to the people in our lives. That means showing up to our work in our lives and not just the thing that we do for our money, but but the work of our life, like the, you know, what, what makes us passionate about life, right? You know, a lot of times life itself can prevent us from showing up for these things. And so so in this podcast, what I try to do is I try to give you, you know, not only inspiring information, but also, you know, from time to time, I give you some practices. And so they're all there back in the old episode. So uh, but also uh, as you if if you're new, you haven't heard this, but everybody who has been listening for a while and, and watching for a while certainly knows this is that I have a, a policy. OK, now I am a professional uh certified coach and I help lots and lots of people all the time uh, to do exactly what I just described, right? And so I have reserved a 45-minute coaching session in your name. And not only have I reserved reserved the, the time for you, but I've paid for it too. So it is literally something that is sitting there with your name on it. And the only thing you have to do to claim it is to click the link that's in the description of this video. Okay, it's in the email. If you got this on my email list, it's in the description on YouTube and on all of the... Um, the podcast platforms that you might be finding me on. And so I, I truly, I encourage you to check it out because, you know, it's a resource. It's very valuable. Okay. I charge people, you know, over a hundred dollars a session. Um, and so, you know, there's some, some true value there. So it's there for you. Okay. If you're interested and if you want to learn about some of the practices that we talk about here, and certainly if you want to, you know, inquire about an ongoing coaching, um, uh, program, you know, that's, that's what we can do. Okay. Now, I have another announcement that I'm really excited about. Okay, now I'm probably doing what I always do and, you know, falling back into my pattern and announcing something maybe too soon, but I just can't help it. I just can't wait to tell you about this. Okay, so for a long time, I've been trying to find a, a solution to a problem right now. The problem is that, as I just told you, you know, coaching, it's 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 not cheap, you know, and, and well, I mean, I shouldn't say it's not cheap because it's, you know, what you get from coaching makes it seem pretty cheap, right? I mean, it's very, very economical, that's for sure, right? But the thing is that it's, there's capital investment involved, right? And, and a lot of people, you know, find that the, even the modest amount that I charge, because there are some coaches out there, I had a client tell me the other day that she was asked to pay $2,500 for a single session with a coach. Now, to me, I don't ever want to get to that level because that is just way too, you know, I'm sure that that person is only working with very high level, you know, executives, you know, first of all, who else can afford that? But but there's, there's those are the kind of people who believe that, well, if it doesn't cost a lot of money, then it can't be worth anything, you know, but my guess is that there's some people in my list here that, that realize that's not the truth, right? That, that it doesn't have to cost a lot of money for it to be valuable. And if you can watch a few of my videos here, you'll know that I do deliver a lot of value, okay? And so, um, and so, but even again, even $100 a session, you know, 
by 12 sessions or so, that can, that's a lot of money for some people, you know, for, for many people, you know, even for me, that's a lot of money. It's not easy to just fork that over. And so, so the problem is that how do I deliver a personalized and, and, and truly helpful coaching at a, at a, you know, a reachable, attainable price for people, right? And so I finally came up with a, a solution, I believe. Okay, so as, as you all know, I've, I'm, well, if you're new, you don't know, but I've, I've mentioned this quite a few times that, um, that I, I do this uh, every Wednesday night. I do this little um, this little uh, meetup thing, right? Where where we we have a group of people. Generally speaking, I get between like say eight and twelve people every every Wednesday night, and it's it's really a core group. You know, people miss one week here, one week there, but but really, and somebody last night just referred to our group as a family, and I just that just made me so excited, right? Um, but the thing is, though, that it's a guided meditation, right? And then we spend like maybe 15, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, you know, kind of talking and, and answering questions that people come with, you know, um, but it's a guided meditation session, really, you know, that, and, and I think that might be a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I want a guided meditation, you know, so, so it hasn't really, um, you know, I, I haven't seen a lot of people from this group go into that group. And so, so something I've been thinking about and, and trying to gauge and, and figure out, I'm, I'm really, I've got a couple of people interested, so it's going to happen. Okay. We're going to do a one night a week sort of hour-long coaching, you know, I don't know what I'm going to call it, maybe the Art Burns Coaching Hour or something like that, right? Uh, one night a week, we're going to show up, you know, if, you know, whoever drops in, right? And it's going to be, you know, um, by donation, right? So $10, $15, probably the, the suggested donation will be about $15, but it's a suggestion, right? And if there's, if that's not, you know, available to you, well, then that's okay, right? Like we'll, we'll still help you. Okay. Um, but, but the idea of this session is going to be, you know, basically what I plan to do is take four different topics each week. Right. So, so we'll, you know, cause I want to cap it at four because otherwise it's going to become very long. If I spend 15 minutes, you know, on each person, each of four people, then it's going to be, a uh, you know, kind of, a more manageable kind of thing. Right. So that's the intention that could change. Right. We don't know. This is just, you you know, it's all in the ether, as they say, right? So we're, we're just, it's all coming into a sort of a form and function as we speak. So, so what it's going to look like, nobody knows, right? <laughs> Least of all me. And so, so the idea then is to, you know, make this sort of a, um, uh, even like a co-creation kind of thing, right? We'll kind of go week by week. But anyway, the, the purpose is to have a, a, an hour long session that people can come into who want to know, like, you know, okay, I've been reading, I've been trying to figure out this mindfulness stuff. I've watched all your videos. I just have this one thing I don't get. Like, what is this thing, right? Well, I can talk about that for 15 minutes. And I promise you, if you give me 15 minutes and any topic in mindfulness, I will make sure you understand it, right? That, that's something I can do, right? And so that's the idea, right? And um, and so even though it'll be only four questions and maybe we have 10 people show up, the thing is that you'll, you'll get value out of other people's questions, right? So it really becomes like a coaching, a coaching session, you know, an hour long group coaching session is essentially what we're talking about. Okay. And so, and, and again, I don't know if we're going to limit it to four questions or not. It was just an idea that popped into my head, but anyway, okay. I'm going to, um, 
how am I, I, I got to figure out some way for you to let me know <laughs> if you're interested. So for now, I'm going to ask you to uh, just email me, okay, at art at artburnscoaching.com. Just say, I'm interested. You can just put that in the subject line. I'm interested. I'll put you on my list. And, and as I, you know, as I come up with more details and more sort of, um, uh, you know, sort of uh, granular sort of details, we'll, we'll fill you in as they, as they come available, okay? But, but hoping to start this in the next week or two, okay? And it's going to be one evening in the week. All right. So, and by the way, I mean, I would love for you to check out this, um, <laughs> this, uh, this, this, uh, <laughs> meditation group on Wednesdays. I want to just read for you what somebody just, um, just sent me a message in there. Um, not going to give you the name or anything. Uh, but, um, Art, good morning. Happy Thursday. Thank you for welcome, welcoming me and all of us into your special circle of community. You are a master guided meditation sage. Aww. <laughs> you create a place of safety, security, and openness. Your listening skills are outstanding and offers all a chance to share. So, um, and then he goes on to some other stuff. But anyway, that's what people are saying about this group, right? And so... Um, they're not wrong, right? <laughs> I mean, maybe the sage part might be, <laughs> I've never considered myself a sage. I definitely don't consider myself a guru. Although I've had one client who said, I don't care what you think. You're my guru. <laughs> so whatever, you know, it's all good. These are just labels. We're not going to get hung up on that stuff. But, but the point is that, that the meditations are really good. I mean, people really, and that is what I'm, I'm trained to do, right? I'm a guided, uh, I'm sorry, I'm a certified meditation teacher, right? And that's legit. Right. And so so I know what I'm doing. So if you're interested, you know, it's there for you. OK. And that also is something we offer by donation. Uh, we don't even make a suggested donation for that. Most people do not donate. You know, there are some people who do, but most people do not. So so literally just show up. OK. And I'll put the link in the description again. And if Wednesday nights don't work for you, I know usually it's been either Wednesday night or Saturday morning. Well, starting this coming week, it's going to be Monday night and Wednesday night. I will only do the Wednesday. My colleague Adam will do the guided meditation and discussion on Monday. And then I'm going to do this other thing, probably thinking maybe Thursday night, 7 p.m. Bountain. That's what I'm feeling. That's what it's feeling like right now. But we're going to see. All right. Okay, so now on to new business. Um, and it's funny, you know, this black book this week, I feel bad it's taken a beating. <laughs> you know, we're really just so off script. It's been a week of, of you know, of uh, improvisational podcasts here, you know. Um, as I've told many, you know, I've said this many times, is that when I uh, I plan these out, you know, I try to, and I, I usually have like three or four weeks ahead, you know, I have them all planned out, you know, and um and and normally I stick to that pretty you know pretty um, you know strictly I adhere to the the plan right um, yeah it used to be that I actually wrote out the script for every one of these episodes I did and literally would just read it you know I would read it a few times to warm up and then basically just read you know in a in a speech writing kind of way not like you know and then I uh, you know, I mean I would I would do it you wouldn't know that I was reading necessarily but I was right and so so now we've gotten to the point where I'm just like throw this book away let's get into stuff that we're talking about now you know and um and so so this morning a, a thought came to me and and it was actually not a very pleasant thought but but it turned into something 
it, it went from something that was filled with fear and shame and and resentment and regret, and it turned into something that was filled with excitement and and joy and and creativity. Doesn't that sound good? All right, cool. So let's talk about that. So the thing that occurred to me this morning, right, is that I, I for some reason, you know, my, my son and I are planning to go on, my son is 10 years old, and, and he and I are planning to take like a two or three day road trip and just camp out, you know, in the woods and, you know, maybe drive, you know, through the Rocky Mountains over to, you know, uh, Moab in Utah, right? Like that's a good destination. It's, you know, about six hours away. So we'll make that in like two legs, you know, camp out in the mountains on the way, you know, camp out in Moab. It's just beautiful out there. So, so we're planning to do that. We're kind of loosely planning. It's going to happen one of these days. Uh, might wait till it cools off a little bit, but um, but and I have to also check on the forest fires and stuff because we don't be driving through forest fires. So whatever, we'll figure that out. But he's so excited about it, you know, just to spend time together, you know, and that's the thing that that, you know, led to this thought that that, you know, my son loves me so much. I mean, he just wants to spend all the time with me. He just wants to like hang out. It doesn't even matter if we're doing anything specific just to be there, you know? And in fact, you know, my son and I every night now he's 10 years old and, and I'm never going to change this. And pardon me, I'm tearing up here just thinking about this, that, you know, every night I, I put him to bed and I lie down with him and, and he falls asleep with us holding hands. And that's just, that's what he wants. And, and I'm not going to tell him no. Right. Um, you know, understanding I'm coming as a person who, you know, my father told me when I was his age that I was stupid, you know, <laughs> like, right. So, you know, he used to tell me, yeah, don't walk around with your mouth open. You look like an idiot, you know, <laughs> Like, okay, thanks, Dad. You know, wonderful. And so, so I never had that love for my father. I never had that that affinity towards him. I had rejection and, and pain when it was associated with my father. And so, so today, I for some reason, this whole thing. I think I think I was thinking about him last night, talking about this uh, this camping trip that we're taking, and um, and he's just so excited that it was just. It, it had me thinking about it. And so this morning I was, um, you know, I was thinking about that and, and then it occurred to me, you know, I started thinking about, you know, when he gets older and like, you know, like that, like I'm, I'm holding his hand every morning or every night to fall asleep rather. And so when's that going to stop? And what's that relationship going to look like? You know, what's it going to look like for our relationship to sort of graduate into two adults, Right. And, and, and the thing is, and this really like just kind of fell on me and, and I, you know, whew, it was tough. Um, you know, what I realized all in one really difficult moment <laughs> is that I don't have any kind of mental model of what a healthy father and son relationship looks like. I don't know. I, I mean, I know what it looks like in terms of like watching Leave It to Beaver and stuff like that, right? But I don't have a model for what that is, right? Meaning, like, I, I don't know what it's like to, you know, because, you know, we say Leave It to Beaver, you're watching, you know, I mean, of course, that's a joke. I mean, we could also use the Brady Bunch or whatever other, you know, iconic sitcom of, of American family life and stuff like that, right? But the point is, even if you were to, absurdly use one of those, which it doesn't work. But even if you were to use something like that as your sort of guide, well, you're only getting a little sliver of what that looks like, right? So what does it look like for a father and son to 
you know, to just talk, you know, not talk about like birds and bees and, and, you know, you know, body changes and stuff like that, but, but just talk like, like, what does that look like? What does it look like to have interest in one another? What does it look like to actually want to spend time with one another, right? I have no vision. I have no model for what that looks like. Now, in the beginning, as you can see, I'm still like tearing up here thinking about this, right? Because it's, it's sad and, it, and it's painful for me to think about the fact that I never had that. You know, I was deprived of that. And that sucks. You know, that was really, really hard, you know. But at the same time, right, I can also maybe be thankful for it, right? And, and bear with me here, right? So, so at, at first glance, as soon as I had this thought, you know, I became very sad and I, and I even started feeling some, some, some fear, right? Like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I'm like traveling without a map. I have no idea where the roads go. I, I'm, I'm traveling blind. Literally, I have no idea. And so that's scary, right? That's like, holy crap, what am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? What if I screw it all up? Right? Those are the thoughts that kind of come through, right? And so now there's practices that I can certainly help you to do. And this is one, one practice called RAIN, right? Which is we recognize that this thing is, is happening. I'm having this, this struggle of understanding, right? I accept that this is the reality, that I'm struggling with this. And now I can investigate it, right? I can investigate it with my, you know, in the way we investigate, we investigate as we experience this thing in my body, in my emotions, in my thoughts, and also how the, the sort of, you know, tendencies and patterns and, and programming of my life kind of, you know, what this, how this goes through that filter of my programming, right? And then, of course, at the end, now um, the, the N of RAIN is, is non-identification, right? So the, the RAIN um, uh, practice is R-A-I-N, recognition, acceptance, investigation, non-identification. I can certainly help you with that practice. I'll send you a document, no problem. Just get in touch with me, right? But after going through that this morning, after having this really kind of troubling and scary and, and really uncomfortable kind of moment with this, right? What, what emerged from that practice was that, wait a second, you know, yeah, like traveling with a map, without a map, it can be seen as something scary, but by the same logic <laughs> and by the same metrics, it can also be seen as something really exciting. And, uh, you know, it could be seen as, as scary or it can be seen as adventure, Right. You know, just think about that. Imagine if you had no particular destination and you were just taking a trip, right? But you had no particular destination and you had no time that you had to be there and you had nothing, you know, well, now it's just wide open. It's exactly what I make of it now. And that, that, my friends, is very, very exciting, right? And so, and so a lot of times, you know, you know, we, you know, the, these mental models that we have, these schema that we have, you know, regarding, you know, okay, this is the way a healthy spousal relationship looks like. This is what a, a healthy, you know, uh, father child relationship looks like. This is the way a mother child relationship looks like, right? You know, we have these schema, right? 
But in many ways, those schema become very limiting, right? It becomes something where, you know, we become imprisoned by that that notion of this is how it's supposed to be, right? And And the problem there, right, is that if we find ourselves not measuring up to that thing that we, we think it's supposed to be, well, now, wow, now we're getting into all kinds of shame and all kinds of, you know, emotional, you know, distress because we're not good enough for that thing, right? We're not, we're not as good as, you know, I'm not as good as my father was to me, right? And so, so without that, Right? Without that sort of mental model based on, on what I experienced with my own father, well, now it becomes really exciting and it becomes really like, it's like really a blank canvas and I get to paint the picture that I want to paint. Now, of course, knowing I don't know how to paint, right? So it's not going to look like a Picasso or a Rembrandt or something that's a mastery, right? but I'm going to make it look like I want it to look to the best of my ability. And that is going to be good enough, right? Because the truth is, right? That, I mean, look at me, I'm doing fine. You know, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I have to say I'm doing fine is a tricky kind of thing because I do struggle at times. I mean, there's still moments that I have like this morning, thinking about that, like where my, my own trauma comes back and, and really hurts. It really, really hurts. Okay. So to say I'm fine, it's a, that's a tricky sort of, uh, you know, we'd have to define what fine really means if we're going to talk that way. Right. But I am functional, right? I am, you know, I have a happy family, right? Even though I'm not always happy myself, my kids are very happy. You know, my son yesterday, and this tells me I'm doing something right as a parent, right? My son tells me as we're, you know, lying there, you know, holding hands, getting ready to go to sleep or drifting off to sleep, really. The last thing my, my son said to me was that, um, this was not last night, two nights ago. He said, um, he said, yeah, you know, and I don't remember how exactly we got onto the subject, but he said, he said, yeah, I don't think hell is an actual place. I think hell is where people are, you know, in this life are thinking all the time. They're just sitting there all the time thinking about everything that's wrong with their life and how hard things are and how scary things are. That's what hell is, Dad. He said, heaven is when people think of how grateful they are for things and how, you know, they think about the love and the compassion and the, and the, the family and their cats. That's what this 10 year old kid said to me yesterday. And that's, I mean, that's a, that's a noble truth. Like that's, that's like, yeah, I mean, that's everything, right? There's a traditional Zen story that illustrates exactly what he just said. And and I've told you that story here, right? With the samurai and the monk. The samurai says, monk, teach me about heaven and hell. And the monk looks at him and he says, why should I teach you anything? You just interrupted my meditation. You smell like a horse stable and I don't really have time for you. And the samurai takes his sword out and holds it over the, the monk's head, ready to, you know, trembling with the ready to kill him. And the monk looks at me and says, that is hell. And the 
monk the the samurai drops his sword falls to his knees and and says oh my gosh monk that i can't i i can't express the gratitude that i have you just put your life at risk to teach me this lesson like i was literally about to kill you and you could have been killed very easily just now and yet you took that chance just to teach me this beautiful lesson i can't i'm i'm humbled in my gratitude he's crying this this samurai is and the monk looks and he says this is heaven right and that's what my son just came up with so obviously something's going right right and so and so 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 i can just keep you know living moment by moment with my children making sure that i'm being compassionate making sure i'm being present which allows me to be patient i i can attune to him right which means to to look past his behavior and and try to see his emotions i can resonate with him i can i can you know kind of you know feel his emotions and and allow him to feel mine and we can create this beautiful resonance between us which we do and then out of that comes trust out of all of that comes the trust that we will have for one another which of course was also absent in my, you know, you can't trust a, a guy who abandoned you when you're five years old and then just emotionally abuses you for the rest of your life. You can't trust somebody like that, right? You're not present with them. You're not attuning to them and you're not resonating with them either, right? This is all part of what Dan Siegel calls the part of relationships, P-A-R-T. He's a he's an acronym maven and, and just, <laughs> I love it. Um, he also tells a lot of dad jokes too. So he's my kind of guy, you know? <laughs> but that's the thing, right? Like this, this gives me the opportunity to do something that is completely on its own and of its own and, and just, just, you know, really completely without any comparison, without any judgment, without any expectations, this can just be me and my son and, and, and what grows from that. And just like growing a garden or a, a plant, <laughs> um, you know, you just got to nurture it. You just got to nourish it. You just got to pay attention to it and care for it. Right. And, and the thing is, and that's where compassion comes in. Right. As I as I think about my children and I and I hold them in my compassion, they're inside of me. Right. Because I'm, I'm holding them in this compassion. Right. They live here in my heart. And once they exist in my nervous system as an energy, which that's what it is. Right. Now. Be, they're part of me and I have to care for myself, right? I have to keep myself alive. I have to keep myself well. I have to feed myself. I have to clothe myself. I have to, you know, take care of myself. And so I take care of them and our relationship. And so it's just moment by moment cultivating the relationship. And, and this is where it gets tricky for me, right? Because my father and mother, you know, even though they were terribly abusive to me, Right. They always took us on like vacations to Florida and stuff like that. And we had like beach trips and all that kind of stuff. And so a lot of times I sit here and I compare like, oh, but I, I don't get to take my kids to the beach because we live out here in Denver, Colorado, and I don't want to go back to my parents' house by the beach. And, and so it becomes something where I start to feel like inadequate, like I'm not giving my kids what I had growing up. But that's when I look at what I came through this morning and what I've just talked to you about, I'm giving them so much more, right? Like so much more.
So anyway, I hope that that lands with some of you. I don't know how many of you needed to hear this today or or, you know, how many of you, you know, kind of are in a similar situation. OK, but, you know, again, if you're if you want to talk about this specifically, it's important and I'd be more than happy to do so. So you can either wait for your first uh, group session right in a couple of weeks or you can just book a call with me tomorrow. Either way, the instructions will be in the description. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Really wish you well. And I'll be back again tomorrow, maybe with something out of the black book, but we'll see. <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. Take care.